feel like um, that would be perfect. You know, I feel like you're going out there being double champ. Wow. First yeah. ever from the UK, in a way, in, to, to do it. Rough time frame, what do you think? Uh, when would you start looking perfect, towards that? To be honest. Really? Yeah, I mean, next week, like I said, the vision right now, there's no one that's like exciting. So be Colby Covington. Yeah. And then 2024, yeah. go up to middleweight. Fight the USC 400. Fight the winner of, oh my God, fight the winner of Strickland Duplessis. USC 400. It's got a good ring to it, Leon Edwards champ champ, right? Yeah, double champ. Would you try and do Amanda Nunes, jump back and forth, keep defending both, trying to juggle it, or oh, would you say? Nah, probably do the GSB, just go out there, grab it and go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Okay, on, on one hand, I get it. I understand. Like, you want the fame, you want the glory, there's a history-making opportunity, and he might look at Strickland and Duplessis and be like, you know what, I could be either of those guys. I've got a very well-rounded game, I could wrestle if I need to, I could just strike on the feet. If there was a time, now's the time. But at the same time, I think 170 is full of absolutely amazing fights. What is he on about? There's so many challenges coming his way, more than any other division, right? For the longest time, we had that merry-go-round like we did in lightweight. Only now... Our stars coming through who are brand new prospects. They're all young. You know, he's still got a lot of time to defend his belt. And he's got people like Shavkat coming through. He's got Ian Gary. He's got Jack Della Maddalena. He's got Bilal Muhammad, who deserves a title shot probably more than anyone, even though I just listed him last. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's also people like Burns, who, yes, they've had a chance at the belt already, but is always at that, like, number three spot. If we're looking at the title in a meritocracy way why these people aren't on Leon's mind to like prove his legacy as a welterweight champion. When you actually look at Leon's record, how many people has he actually beaten in the top 10 in his last, say, five years in, in I wonder UFC how many people well. he's beaten other than Usman who are in the UFC. That's or, what I'm saying. Or, or yeah. like an actively ranked. Vicente Luque and Usman, right? I mean, two wins over Usman is fantastic. Oh, it is. But yeah. that here's, here's what I think, right? If it was Usman sat in Leon's seat doing that interview and he had beaten Leon in that original fight, I think he had all the right in the world to say, I want to go up and I want to fight the winner of Strickland and Duplessis just because he had wiped everyone out at that point. But for Leon coming up, it just makes no sense at all because you're right, you just have so many good, solid contenders. And you could argue that he is on this massive win streak and he probably looks at his win streak and goes, if Alex Pereira can have like seven, eight fights in the UFC, whatever it is, and, and win two belts, I can definitely do it being on like a 12-fight win streak. I'd say the win streak does hold a lot more merit and weight. However, Alex Pereira went up and fought a contender. He thought Jan first it wasn't the best fight but he still got that place where he could be in, in contendership Beat a former champion yeah beat a former champion whereas leon just wants to do the classic thing of i'm the champion now it, it feels like people just want to go straight double champ like immediately why do you think that is do you, i mean like in some part the divisions are full of history now if you're someone like leon edwards to play devil's advocate you've got to do it better than usman do it better than gsp there's been a lot to do it better than matt hughes Tyron woodley loads of great welterweight champions so you can look at your legacy and be like, right, well, I can defend the belt, defend the belt, get four or five defenses and still maybe not be in the same air as those legends or do something different. Go get a second title and, and all of a sudden he's automatically established himself as, I don't say unique, but it's it's history making. You know, that welterweight division is it's going to be pretty hard to outdo anything anyone's done before as a champion. In his mind, at his age, after the fights that he's had, 
does he think that he realistically has four, five, six title defenses in him? Because you could argue going on a run like that in a championship position is harder than it's ever been as well. When you look back on those streaks that those former champions had, it was still during a time when the sport was only up and coming. So there were massive discrepancies between champions and contenders, especially when you look at, say, someone like Anderson Silva's title run. But now the gap is so much smaller. And I think if you're Leon, Leon Edwards playing devil's advocate, you'd be looking at that and be like, okay, I'm on this epic win streak. I've just beaten arguably one of the best welterweights of all time for Weiss. And how many years do I realistically have left? And there are absolute killers on their way up. Shavkat is looking around the corner at me. Do I really want to be standing in front of them? Or can I snap up a second belt, retire with two belts at UFC 300? But outside of the U UK, outside of that head kick finish of Usman and that decent defense, how excited are people actually for Leon to go and become a double champ? Is Leon Edwards a man that Dana White can look to and go, if I put you on the main event of UFC 300, people would buy that card? How well does that actually do when we know historically Leon doesn't talk very yeah, yeah. much to hype these things? And also, prior to the head kick, people were saying he was boring. There yeah. were so many people prior to that head kick. And you know that those same people will go, I never said that. I never said that. But the truth is, for as long as we can remember, nobody wanted to see Leon Edwards anywhere near the title pitch because they thought he was boring. So it's just, has that translated enough through Usman wins and that head kick? where he's in a better place than he's ever been, to go and sell out big arenas, bring eyes in to do those things. Maybe they have here in England, absolutely, because he's a, he's an English champion. But outside of that, could you send Leon Edwards to fucking Iowa and he would sell out uh, an arena? Maybe on the UFC's name value, but not necessarily Leon Edwards. I just think it's, it's, it's how you take that momentum and how you keep it rolling. Like, it's been a long time since he fought Usman for the second time. It's like... It's been a it's been a relatively long time. So no, but comparing to the best champions who were fighting so regularly, like Usman, like Volk, like Izzy, all those people, but it it, it feels like um it's legacy defining the fact that he beat Usman like he did when he did. You don't want the story to end there because as good of a story that was, it feels like it was like the best thing ever. And with nowadays recency bias and what have you done for me lately, it's kind of like that's kind of disappeared again. Would well, you think it has anything also to do with the fact that, you know, becoming the second British champion is like a marvellous feat, you know, second guy ever to do it. Now Tom Aspinall's got a belt. Someone else has done it now. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, what can I do to, that's even better than that? So I'm not just another one of these guys that won the title. I mean, do you think there's anything to do with that? Do you think any of this is coming because... Tom literally just won a belt and now all of a sudden it's like, well, you have two British champions at once. What can I do to be well, even more I special? Think more, I don't think it's uh, anything to do with Tom. I think it's more to do with uh, Volk Islam and Pereira and, and, and those guys that are... I would much rather see Leon fight Islam Mahachev. If you're asking me what yeah. kind of a super fight I'd yeah, like genu to see. Genuinely, that would like, be instead of him so going up, better, Islam, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously we, we talk about... But then it's the same thing with Islam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it hasn't defended. And I think ultimately the ufc just need a grace period of just building up their champion Yeah, because we don't have but again that goes back to the argument of like maybe the truth is it's really fucking hard to do that because the competition is so good that having a run of three to four wins in any division now is really really hard you gotta earn it like volk earned the right to fight islam 
lost to him in a really close fight that some people think he won, but then immediately defended again. He didn't like try and get the Islam fight back straight away, even though he probably would have preferred that. He went back to Featherweight and defended again and then come back for Islam on a short notice that he wasn't guaranteed at all. Where it feels like you get the belt, that qualifies me for a belt-belt fight because US UFC like to stack pay-per-views and they want to sell it, so, oh, that will sell. I think one of the more damning comments that he made wasn't necessarily like, oh, I want to move up and I, win a, I want to win a second belt because everyone wants to do that. But the more damning statement was, there's no one exciting in this division. That is a huge and in my opinion, incredibly delusional statement because it's just not true, especially where he is as a champion as well. There are so many exciting guys coming up. I mean, Colby's first, if he beats him, is also the statement we need to talk about. But yeah, Bilal has been waiting for ages. They haven't really had any conclusive. I mean, like there was a no contest when they fought. There'll be a great chance to actually see that fight again. Then you have Shavkat, who they could easily throw in for a title now. Like, if somebody falls out, if Colby falls out, Shavkat could be filling in for that fight. Obviously, Hamzat is at 185, but his coach has said they can still make 170. Who knows? He might jump down. He did make 170 a bunch of times in the UFC. There's a reason he got so highly ranked in that division. Jack Della Maddalena has done nothing but win. Not really a guy that's, like, trying to force his way to the title, but, like, he's beaten everybody and looks like he's going to continue to do so. Freaking Ian Gary is only like three wins away, maybe. this At the end of this year, Ian Gary could be in title contention if he keeps winning. So I think like if you look at every division, 170 has the most contenders. And it's got the most undefeated prospects in it as well. Like if you count Hamzat, three. Three undefeated challengers potentially for your belt. So if you're another champion, I think you'd be bloody happy with having some undefeated fighters to stick your teeth what's, into. What, what, what can you say about Leon looking at those challenges? like Shavkat, why would he not look at those guys and go, yeah, this is this helps me get out of bed in the morning to get to the gym, to train, because I know these guys are after me and I want to prove that, you know, I can take them out. I mean, that you could find ways to argue against him. You could be like, Bilal's pretty boring. Shavkat doesn't speak English and He's no one knows who he is. massively hypocritical, though, because I mean, like I just said, apart from the head kick and apart from like the technical true. prowess of how good Leon actually is, Everyone has always said that he's the boring Yeah, one. you're right. So it's mad to think that the, the, the boring one would look at that division and go, not excited. Well, it's that, that's mental. the thing. It's like Colby and Jorge got two shots before Leon. And Leon was still up there the whole time. It was like Leon was the next guy now. It's like, it's finally his time. And, he got, and then he like surprised us all. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's quite hypocritical for him to deny these people. Like, they're not interesting. But isn't it just really bad in general, to say that about your own division. Well, it's exactly you know what, I mean? it's it's exactly like... what Tyron Woodley did when he just complained that he deserved the title shot and he waited and waited and waited and he got it. And as soon as he got it, he was like, oh yeah, I want to fight Conor McGregor. And it's like, you were just a massive like aggravator of this whole system that we have where if you, even if you're a worthy challenger, you have to wait for ages to get the belt, just like Leon did. And now as soon as you've got it, you're not going to give the opportunity to all the people who are in the same position you were in. So you're just feeding into the system that you complained about. You've still got guys hanging around like Wonderboy. Wonderboy. If he miraculously gets past Shavkat, I feel like he has deserved one final chance. He's such a popular guy. He's such an entertaining fighter. If he is able to get a show real KO, why not Leon Edwards versus yeah, Wonderboy? Why not? If there is a guy that maybe deserves like one final chance, like almost like a a Bisping Rockhold moment to finally capture what has evaded him throughout his whole life. 
That's a really interesting narrative. He's fighting Shavkat, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's it. If he beats Shavkat Rugmanov, then yeah. So like some of the most exciting moments in the UFC history is like when old guys come back to win. Yeah. Like, you know, like Randy Couture like beating Tim Sylvia Glover. after that being off. Yeah, exactly. Tashira coming back and, and winning that belt after time. So there is exciting opportunities for Leon to also make a lot of money if that's his goal in the division that he's in. It's just that he also needs to look at that division and hype them up himself as well. Looking at that division going, it's not exciting. doesn't not help anyone. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help the fans. It doesn't help the division. It doesn't help the fighters, the exciting fighters coming up the division. It helps absolutely no one. So why say it? You're just damning yourself and you're damning the division. Is that also like a really bad angle to take? mentally as, as as a champion as well to look at that division and go i'm not excited by those things therefore are you overlooking them as well and going okay there's there's no element in any of these guys skill and technique that i see a legitimate threat and threats can be exciting as well if you're a fighter and if you want and, and you want to be the best in the world you've got to be looking at those those guys and go okay where can they beat me if the champion is plain and simple looking at them going like see nothing and they're, they're not exciting to me as well is he just overlooking them i don't want to put like words in leon edwards mouth, no i'm just saying i'm just saying that i'm just yeah, speculating it's... why you would choose those those words but hey i mean you've got to plant seeds and this, if this is what you've got to do to better your career to get those those big points then i guess yeah see i consider all of our viewers champions in their own right because they watch our content right but what would be better than just a champion Go on. fucking double champion double champion you know how you become a double champion Ow. you press the join button below. there you go and if yeah. you're on mobile go to the link in the description if you join you get two episodes every week of this podcast the extended version so that's like an hour's worth of content only 2.99 yeah or if you want to pay a little bit more you also get access to the writers' meetings as well. So oh, you, can, do that, you can interject your own ideas and creative luster for mixed martial arts into the channel via intravenous 